0: Good morning. Good morning, Rabbi Otay. Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast in the Class is dedicated today in loving memory of Mrs. Lily Safra, whose philanthropy has reached so many throughout the entire world. Breakfast in the Class is also dedicated in loving memory of Sammy Syed, sponsored by his son, Isaac Syed. And finally, as well, the week of cold brew is dedicated, loving memory of Sami Syed, sponsored by his son, Isaac Syed. I feel like I have deja vu, just again. Okay, my friends, there's an amazing uh, idea which I think peeks out from behind the curtains in the parasha that we read this week. Pasuk tells us that God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, he says, speak to the Jewish people and tell them, Tell the Jewish people that uh, to take revenge, Nikom et Nikmat Yisrael, take the revenge of the Jewish people from Midian. after that, te'asef elamecha, uh, you, you will be gathered unto your nation. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to pass away. And I think there's something here which is so interesting, because if you look at that, the first thing you're thinking to yourself is, wow, unbelievable, thank you so much. What a fantastic get-out-of-jail-free card. You know, God says to Moshe that basically he's not going to die until the war against uh, Midian is finished. Now, if it was me, I don't know. I would tell the God, thank you, sure, no problem. Then I would say to the Jewish people, look, we have a very important war to fight against Midian. Um, But before we do that, I would just like to introduce a new idea. It's called Daf Yomi. We're going to finish all the Shas, it's going to take us roughly seven years. And then we're going to do Yerushalmi. And after we finish Yerushalmi, you know, we're going to move on uh, to, to, the next, uh, to the next situation, you know, etc., etc. Um, I think that's what I would do, you know. I would tell the Jewish people I'd like to have, I know right, we're going to go to war, but in just a few minutes. Before we go to war, I'd like to have a personal meeting with each of the Jewish people, just to give them advice, you know. Just to, you know, Moshe Ben will never die. And yet when you read what the pasuk says, it's actually mind-blowing. Vayidamber Moshe, and Moshe speaks to the Jewish people. Now we're familiar, because we're uh, very, very wise people in this uh, Keilah. We're familiar that there's different words in the Hebrew language that represent speech. Vayomer is not the same as Vayidabber. What's the difference? Vayomer is when you speak softly. Vayidabber is when you speak harshly. So you should speak to the house of Jacob, to the women, and so you should... you should speak harshly to the men, put them in their place, okay? Now, my friends, Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to the Jews, and he's not saying, look, guys, what do you think? War? No war. <laughs> he doesn't say it that way. He speaks harshly to them. He says, For any of you who are Israeli, you'll know the word. What is... Chalutzim mean. the streets all over Israel called Hechalutzim. What does that mean? Pioneer. Pioneer. Pioneers. The ones who come first. Like, let's go. Let's get this done. Find people, leaders, uh, people to go out and fight the war. And what does he call the war? Not what God says. God said to Moshe, Nikom Nikmat Israel. Let's take the revenge of the Jews. After all, so many people died in the plague. You know, let's go get Let's go get some revenge, get some justice from, uh, from, from Midyad. What does Moshe Rabbeinu say? Nekom nikmat Adonai. <inaudible> Moshe turns this into nothing more, nothing less than a jihad, a holy war. This is the revenge. We're avenging God's honor. Allahu <inaudible> Akbar. Let's go. Now to me, that sounds very strange. You know, Moshe Rabbein, you have a chance to extend your life. God told you, you're not dying until after the war with Midian is over. The answer, I think, uh, is something which is very powerful, which is very palpable. You know, I, I... I'm always reminded of this idea that we shared a while ago in Parashat Korach. The uh, Kotzker Rebbe used to say, he used to very, say very sharp things. And he said something very interesting. The Gemara at the time asks a question. Midrash as well. Korach, haya. Korach chaya, Korach, he was so wise, Mara'a ra'ah What did he see to do something so dumb? lead a rebellion against Moshe Rabbeinu and the Gemara answers whatever it answers. The Kutzker Rebbe used to read that line differently. He says, Korach, she Korach that he was wise Mara'ah What did he see that made him do something so stupid? What was it that was so stupid? Says the Kutzker being wise. Sometimes we're too smart for our own good. And being so clever, where'd it land me? It land me right back. All these guys that they think they're beating the system, they figured out, foolproof way, market. Everyone else is a dib. I know how to invest in Bitcoin and not lose any money. I know, I figured it out. I'm so clever, I'm so wise. What did Korach see? that made him so stupid, that he thought he could be so wise. I'm sure everybody knows someone like that. They think they're smarter than everybody else. They think they have everything worked out. Then you see the guy fall, and you have to do everything you can to kind of hold in the, <coughs> told you so. <laughs> you have to hold it in. you have to repress it. You have to kind of look solemnly and make like you feel so bad for him. But inside you're kind of like, you know, you were so smart smarter than the rest of us Moshe Rabin was telling us here something so powerful you know a lot of times a person is faced with a choice whether they should do the right thing or the profitable thing the right thing or the thing that they think is going to work out best for them God says to Moshe you're going to die right after the war obvious what do you do? delay the war But Moshe Rabbeinu understands that when God told me to do something, then the only thing I need to do, I don't need to be so smart, I just need to do what Hashem said to me. I have a meeting and I have the prayers. I go to the meeting, I'm going to miss the prayers. I think to myself, of course, obvious, I should miss the prayers. What do you mean? If you believe, like you say every day, the loudest line in a Sephardic shul, every morning is not Shema Yisrael, Hashem El Hashem Echad. Yeah. I believe in God, unequivocally. The loudest line in every Sephardic shul in the world is, Oh, <laughs> we have both hands out. You know? <laughs> I'm waiting for the guy to come to shul, not like this. And, open up his suitcase. If you, if you trust in God, if you believe in God, and God tells you that this is what you're supposed to do, you don't have to think about what the smartest thing to do is, you have to think about what the right thing to do is. And ultimately, a person who has emunah must believe that doing the right thing can't go wrong. But doing the wrong thing also can't go right. And we learn this from Moshe Rabenu where what's on the table is not parnasa. It's not, well, I like this girl, maybe I'll do it like this, I'll do it like, this. it's inappropriate, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut this corner, cut that, lower my own standards, do something that maybe I wouldn't want to do because that's going to maybe get me. And I always, I always think to myself, I meet these guys, and they tell me, well, you know, I was uncomfortable. And she asked me, are oh, you so religious? I didn't want to... You know, I really liked her, so I was—I kind of played it down a little bit now. And I said to myself, "What did what did you gain that you got someone who will only accept you when you're hiding from who you are? You want to make her seem like too religious? What what have you benefited if you had a if you had to show off and make it seem like you have more money than you actually have? Then the girl did not approve of fall in love with you." She fell in love with this hologram of you that you created, which, by the way, the second she actually commits is going to realize is fake. How do you think she's going to feel about you then? So first of all, for her sake, but even more importantly, for your sake, if it's so important to her that you have to pretend who you are, she ain't the right one. And you know what? You're not losing anything by walking away. What is the right thing to do? That's it. That's all we have to worry about. My friends, I, I, uh, I reminded at the end of the parasha, uh, sorry, uh, in the Hemshech uh, of the parasha, we read about uh, a conversation that Moshe Rabbeinu has with a few of the tribes. With Reuven, with uh, Gad, and with Khati Shevet Menasheh. Uh, Two and a half tribes come to Moshe. And they say to Moshe Rabbeinu, listen, you're going into the land of Israel, okay? Look how many people we are. You're going to divide up the land. We have a great idea. How about we live in Jordan? <laughs> you, know, you guys take Israel. We're going to live in Daba. Okay? <laughs> you know, this is great for you guys. You take this part. We would prefer, you know, the Suez Canal. <laughs> That's literally the conversation they're having with Moshe Rabbeinu. And Moshe goes off. He can't believe it. He thinks that this is a repeat of the story of the spies. You don't want to go into the land of Israel? Shema Israel. 40 years we're here. By the way, again, Moshe Rabbeinu knows he's not going into the land of Israel. What would it mean if it was the story of the spies? Cha-ching! Another 40 years for Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe is chastising them. He's criticizing them. It's not the right thing. He's not worried about, God will take care of my part. I need to take care of his part. And I always think about that. I always think about that. Imagine you meet a Josh guy, huge, six foot 10, 400 pounds. You go to a restaurant together. This giant fat guy says to you, listen, why don't we make a deal? I'll cover your meal, you cover mine. <laughs> who's not taking that deal? Till you find out he does intermittent fasting, right? But, okay, who's not taking that deal? Of course you're gonna take it. How much is my meal gonna be, $50? How much is his meal gonna be, $64,000? Of course I'll pay you a bill, you pay mine. Says the Chovot Alev when God sees that a person says, I'm going to take care of God's portion, what does God say? Father, no problem. You want to take my bill? Okay, you got it. You cover this one. But we have an unbelievable opportunity here. We pay God's bill. We do our tifi Lord. We keep our Shabbat. We do our part. And Borei Olam does his. You want to switch? You want to switch the bill? What are you, nuts? HaKadosh Baruch says the Chovot HaLavot says, You think you got this? No problem. Mesir Hashgachato Mimenu. God takes His hashgacha, His attentiveness, His uh, care, His concern from you. You got, you got this? Okay, no problem. You got this. You take over. You, Father, you manage not just your business, you manage your health. You take care of your wife's health. You make sure that your kid's brain develops at the right speed. You make sure that your kids find shiduchim because you got this. You got it. You got it. Which bill you want to pay? Moshe Rabbeinu knows. You do the right thing. You don't have to worry about everything else. Everything will happen in the way that it's supposed to happen. Now I want to look at this because I think it's amazing. These two and a half tribes that come to Moshe—it's a mistake, but it's not the mistake that Moshe Rabbeinu thinks. They say, no, 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 no. We didn't mean we don't want to go into the land of Israel. Of course we're going to go to the land of Israel. Of course we're going to fight at the front lines. Of course we're going to conquer the land of Israel. Of course we're going to go. We're going to be the ones. And which language do they use? We will go chalutim. We will go first. Moshe Rabbeinu says, okay. I look at this story and I think to myself, Shema Israel. How many people experience a Ruven gad the Shevet shevit moment? I just want to ask you something. You guys, you guys remember the story of the spies? Yeah? Remember the story of the spies? Small country, Israel, not that big. You know what's big in Israel? The fruit is Josh. One guy is carrying a pomegranate. Right? One guy is carrying a te'enah. You have all the people with sticks carrying one cluster of grapes. You're worried you have too many people for the land of Israel? The land, it produces in an extraordinary way. There'll be enough food. What else do we learn about the land of Israel? Says the Gemara in Masechet Gitin. It's called Eretz Tzivi. Why is it called the land of deer? only place I know that should be called the land of deer is Deal, New Jersey. <laughs> My Israel. I have a theory. I have a theory that these deer are actually criminals, and that's why so many cars are getting stolen. The most unbelievable undercover move. You just flood deer with deer. Everyone knows, they don't, but no one's worried about the deer. Then they, they drive driving your jaguar, drive away. It's the first time that a deer went towards a jaguar. Either way, the point, rabutai the point, Rabotai, is remarkable. First of all, I did not know that we had the ring installed in the synagogue. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm not sure who's watching that on their phone, but that's amazing. Okay, now I want to I share something I think is, is very, very very, powerful. it's Tzvi, why is it called the land of the deer? Says the Gemara, Because if if you take a deer, and you skin the deer, after you skin the deer, you try and put the deer back in its skin, it doesn't fit. Did you know that? Kach, so too, says the Gemara, Eretz Yisrael. When the Jewish people come inside of it, it stretches to accommodate all of its children. Take the Jews out, it shrinks and it seems tiny. It will always be, there will always be enough room in Israel for all the Jews. The Gemara says it. Never did a person say, I don't have enough space in Yerushalayim. Obviously, I think that means a little while ago. Today, Jerusalem is very tough to find real estate. If you ask my son-in-law who's still trying to find an apartment, I'm not sure if he would echo the lines of that Gemara. But the point, my friends... In time of Beit Hamikdash, when things are going the way it's supposed to, Eretz El stretches, accommodates everybody. You have the whole Jewish people come to the Beit Hamikdash. They're all standing like this, like as if we're standing on the on the subway. I mean, before you would be killed on you on the subway. Now there's a lot more room in the New York City subway because New York City is the safest place to live, as I said earlier. If you're a criminal, criminals are moving here in mass. The streets are paved with gold. <laughs> they don't mean the streets, they mean the actual stores that you steal from on the streets and then get out immediately in the morning if they catch you. Okay. Listen to this, my friends. Because I think it's wild. Omdim <laughs> tzifufim Because everyone's standing, there's no room. All of a sudden the Kohen Gadol says, Baruch Sheikh, He says the name of God. Right? Everybody bows. Now, how much room do you take when you're standing? This much room. How much room do you take when you're This much room. That's a lot more room. And still, mishtachavim revachim. When they would bow, there was space. And this always bothered me. Because I think that the experience should be consistent. It should be, omdim, revachim. You stand up, you got room. You bow, you got room. Why is it omdim Stand, it's tight. Mishtachavim revachim. Now, when it's a miracle, now you have room. You should have room when you're standing. That's also the same miracle. And I think the answer is, my friends, that Bore olam does miracles for people who are willing to look a physical impossibility in the eye and say, I have faith. So when you're standing and you're just standing, that's okay. You're not making that much of a... But when you look around and you say, there's no way this is going to work anymore. But how are we all going to bow? How's this going to work? That's when you get space. So when a person is in a situation where they have to do the right thing or the profitable thing and they stick to their guns and they do the right thing and they don't understand how gonna, they're going to have any space any space to clear the month any space to make the mortgage then Borei Olam says I got you and not only am I going to make it possible for you to bow I'm going to give you extra space because I can and you trusted in me. And for me, a dollar is the same as a billion dollars. My friends, the tribes, they made a mistake. And I think to myself, what a shame. Because who gets the miracle of abundance? The person whose emuna comes in abundance. If your emuna is large, then the payoff is large. What a shame! What a tragedy! What a waste! That the bnei uven, Gad and Shev Menashe, where were they in the army? Where were they at war? They went on the front lines. Their emunah was large. Hashem will take care. No problem. I'm going first. And when it came time for payday, what did they do? They got in the back of the line. How silly is that? My friends, that is also what we do. What are you all crazy? It's it's the year 2022. It's now almost uh, 9.15. You're still in the Beit Knesset. You got up early to pray. And instead of running off to work, what did you do? You came downstairs to hear words of Torah. Maybe you didn't know they were going to be this long. But you came down for words of Torah. And the Jews also thought there was only two tablets. And then Moshe was like, no, there's five books. What are you talking about? <laughs> and they're like, oh, five books? No, no, 24 books of the Tanakh. 24 books, No, a no, six sidrot of the Mishnah. <laughs> You're paying the price. You're keeping Shabbat. You're eating kosher. What a shame to be front of the line in the effort, in the emunah, and then when it comes for the payday, to expect the back of the line. You see, that's the challenge here. Normally, what's harder? To think something or to do something? If thinking got you in shape, everyone would have a six pack. The problem is that a six-pack doesn't come from thinking. A six-pack comes from crunches. A six-pack comes from running. A six-pack comes from that very weird elliptical machine where you look like an alien, okay? That's where the six-pack comes from, the hard work. What an irony that we're doing the work, the deeds, the action of a Jew. We're going first into battle. But when it comes time to reap the reward, We don't expect things to go right. We're not expecting God. Not because He owes us. He doesn't owe us a thing. Right? Even if we did everything for God, we still wouldn't scratch the surface of what we owe Him for how He takes care of us, gives us life, gives us all the blessings. But we should expect good because God is good. And God loves us. And I'm trying to follow in his ways. And I'm going to use the Biracha that comes to me for the sake of Avodat it barach for Kiddush Hashem. Expecting things to go right is the last part of the Imunah story. And what a shame to read the whole bit. And then, right before you get to the amazing ending of the book, you take the book and put it aside and start reading another book. Finish the story. Get paid. What a haram that they did all the work and then where did they go? They got a portion not in the land of Israel. Hashem should bless us. Be'ezat Hashem, we should be Zoche in our life, in our Torah, in our mitzvot, in our tefillot, in our tzedakah, in our midot, to always take incredible steps forward, to go first into the army, not to follow anybody else, but to be trailblazers. But not to forget when it comes time to get paid In our parnasah, in the office In, in the house To be able to look up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu And say, I know you got this I'm not worried, it's coming Great, it's going to be amazing Because if you, if you slink out then If you're ready to take second best then God says I'm so sorry I had the check in the hand And then you didn't expect it And then you didn't come collect it Come forward Ask, eyes wide open, Be'ezat Hashem, ye shall receive. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen v'Amen.